TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go here. Manny Hill and Ricey, Ricey on baseball, the TK doubleheader today. Tom Kelly and Tim Kirchin, you will enjoy it. So uh, a friend of mine, uh, a prominent businessman, uh, an acquaintance of mine, I wouldn't say we're intimate friends because politically we're about 362 degrees far far apart. But anyway, (laughs) uh, he was over in London. And uh, went to one of those games uh, for the Yankees and the Red Sox. One of those slow-pitch softball games yes, up there and, in London. Yes, and, and he sent me a text saying the Twins are going to beat either one of these teams. And I don't know how you could watch the current Yankees and think anybody. The Dodgers can beat the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I cannot see anybody else beating the Yankees because, for one thing, they're going to get a starting pitcher. Yeah, they're going to get a starting pitcher. If, 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 if somebody gets Bumgarner or Bumgarner or somebody else, it's going to be the maybe. Or yeah, somebody, Trevor, yeah, it's going to be the and Cleveland is more likely to sell trade Trevor Bauer to the Yankees. Than, right. Yeah, and so they're going to get another pitcher. And I know it was three eighty five to center, <laughs> and uh, but the rest of the ballpark wasn't that small. Uh, but seventeen to thirteen. I don't what what. When when you put that team, let's say okay, they're going to end up with the best record in the American League. I don't think they're mm-hmm. going to because Houston's fell because they had all those injuries. Yep. And I don't know how you beat them in their own ballpark. Do you? I I, I mean, unless the, you've got lights out starting pitching. Yes, cause, and Barrios if Barrios can beat them five to three, you know, five yeah. to and go seven. Right. Uh, I don't think Odorizzi can beat him. I, I I don't know who can beat him in that ballpark. But and here's the other problem too, Pat is if you fall down, their their offense is so lethal with all those guys, and they added Encarnacion a couple of weeks ago, and that just made them more lethal mm-hmm. with the bats. If if you fall down five to one to them in that yep, ballpark, yeah, after you're, you're done after six that, innings because yeah. of that bullpen because yeah. of that bullpen being so yeah, good they got four guys in the bullpen they have five of you don't tommy canley mm-hmm. and yeah all they got to do is get five out of the starter because yeah. at the playoff you know that's, that's what you're that's, that's what all you're gonna play off you'll pitch those four guys every day yeah. if you have to to beat you and i think i'd almost rather play them in a seven game series than a five game series because you know they can they can go at you with that bullpen, mm-hmm. but Aaron Judge, with this, if this baseball stays in play, is going to hit eighty someday, <laughs> some year he's going to hit eighty because to right center he doesn't have to hit the ball. I know he just has to just make contact, put, it, just put his bat out there. <laughs> you know, I used to say about the great Kenny Vargas, uh, who I loved dearly, and last I saw he was in Korea or someplace. Mm-hmm. You know, just couldn't hit enough. But when he hit a ball, he did not have to hit it on the fat part of the bat. He yeah. was so massive and so strong. And Judge doesn't even, you he know, if he gets it anywhere. the bat out there. If he gets it from the middle of the trademark to the top of the bat, it's a home run. Because these new bats, remember the new, the old bat, you hit it on the trademark, it was going to mm-hmm. shatter. They, these new bats are like, that's, that's uh, you know who uh, t- talked to us about that a lot last year, Jim Cotton. Yeah. He said, no, everybody talks about the baseball. Nobody talks about the bat. 
that's a rock yeah. that it's now this you know just hard as can be it's not that old you hardly ever see broken bats anymore no you don't, see you that don't. Many. i know cj crone the other day but got off one but that's if, if they really fall one now. off and you see it coming at you folks get the hell out of dodge because <laughs> that thing is a spear but uh yeah you don't see them the new the bats are not getting any attention for the way the ball's flying out so uh, i suppose we should mention anyway the uh the yankees uh i i had to disagree with my dear friend that the uh, that the twins were favored would be favored over the yankees in a postseason series as good as 53 and 30 is and as great as this team has played considering what our expectations were everybody upset about the all-star game a Barrios is going to end up getting added because uh, uh, Odorizzi is going to pitch Sunday unless mm-hmm. they don't pass him. So then they'll put him on the team. And I don't know if anybody else is hurt. Uh, we're going to talk to Tom Kelly later, and uh, Rosario might come up. But I think Rosario's not on the team because he got hurt. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's a lot of outfielders, a lot of competition, and. The thing is, you can't be mad at managers anymore. This is all done. First of all, every you go with a league office basically tells you the one player from each team that has to. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's the player's vote. So yeah. if, if, if C.J. Crone finishes third in the voting and the other two are healthy, he's, you know, in the player's voting, yeah. he's not going to be on the team. And, uh, you know, it's it's just it's not like the old days when – the manager had a lot of influence and picked players and then everybody could get mad at the manager. And here's the other thing. You can go and look at 15 teams right now in the American League, including the Tigers, mm-hmm. who would be saying, well, he played well enough. You know, Castellana should be on the team. Or, you He's know what got I'm 17 saying? home runs. Yes, Why yeah, he, he should the, yeah. be on the team. It's this way all the time. I, You know, the Twins certainly – you know, you expected more than two at this point, but I'm not surprised. I mean, I yeah. think it's pretty good that they got a guy voted in as a starting shortstop. Yeah. This is the first guy they've had voted in as a starter since 13, since Joe, Joe right? Right. Since Joe. Joe as a catcher. This yeah. is the first time in six years. Hey, it don't happen here. Yeah. It, and shortstop wise, it's only the third time in Twins history, uh, Zoilo. Back in '63, I think, mm-hmm. and then Smalley, who was the you know having that phenomenal season in '79, was voted in as a shortstop in a pretty landslide way. But uh, I kind of like the the new system of voting. Now it's done to get more hits on the mm-hmm. internet because you got the preliminary. Yeah, but I think it makes voters look. More at the three guys. Okay, okay. There's mm-hmm. three guys here. Which one of these guys should I vote for? Because yeah. when you give a, you give them fourteen or fifteen, they're just ah, the first name. They I come recognize to. that yeah, name. I so recognize I'll just that. Pick him. I'm going to yeah. put him on, and you get. I I thought that the the voting beyond Hunter Pence, I wouldn't have taken him. I, I you know who I Nelson Cruz could considering yeah. considering his stature in baseball. Yeah. And considering the season he's had, he should have probably been the DH over uh, Hunter Pence and who was the other candidate? I can't remember. Uh, I, he, you know, would have been a better DH just because Nelson Cruz 
for you know because he can come up to the plate and they can say this guy has yeah. done this he's, he's 38 a, years old yeah, he's, he's been done doing more this. than this he's been consistent and he's a 40 he's been a 40 plus home run guy in the past multiple times did you watch saturday's game i did not watch saturday you did game. not see nelson's home run i didn't i saw it afterwards i it saw the highlight of it yeah it was it was unbelievable i've seen Rockets go off from <laughs> Cape Canaveral back in the days that fell over and blew up that weren't as frightening as this ball. This was I was sitting at home watching downstairs in the den and uttered a ex- extremely loud profanity, and my wife thought I was swearing at her or mad at her, and I said, no, you should see where... Nelson Cruz just hit this home run, and of course she says, "Who the hell's Nelson Cruz?" And grow up. And <laughs> Nelson stuff. Cruz just hit a home run into Lake Michigan. Yes, right. Yeah. Well, don't you don't have to swear about it. In this case, yes, you had to swear about it. It was. Uh, it was. I. I don't know. They've said there's been longer ones, and it was hard to tell in the dome, you know, because mm-hmm. it would go up. Ben Ogilvy hit a few up there, and Tommy hit some off Rick Reed that were yeah. unbelievable. But uh, this was—I mean, I've been in that ballpark. This was unbelievable. It was in—it was there's three three levels out there, and then he hit it in the storage area that's yeah. kind of behind where nobody has anything. So. You know, it's it's amazing God, when strong. you when you it's amazing when you watch him hit. He's such a professional hitter, and mm-hmm. and I brought this up on the Twin Show on Friday with Derek and Judd and and Collar because we were talking about Sano mm-hmm. and. You know, and obviously, you know, Miguel had a good weekend. He hit three mm-hmm. home runs on Friday and Saturday. But, you know, it's it's amazing and kind of disappointing to me up to this point that Miguel can get a firsthand look at a guy like Nelson Cruz. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and maybe, who knows, maybe this past weekend is a sign of thing, good things to come for Miguel. You know, maybe he's turned a corner. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. But. You well, he think, stayed on more pitches. That's yeah, for sure. but it's like you you would think watching a guy like Nelson Cruz, mm-hmm. who has been a professional hitter for a decade plus, that Miguel would be able to take some of that in. But Verducci did a thing. I really uh, gave him credit for this. Last year, I've, I've talked about this before, in the free agent period when it was starting and and whether they were discussing whether Nelson Cruz was going to get a contract Mm -hmm. and he showed video of nelson cruz from like 10 years ago and now and how he had maintained his bat speed Mm -hmm. and miguel had much better bat speed when he came up in 2015 than he does now now i sub smalley and uh sue ann did a kind of a column on it and uh smalley smalley thinks it's a load problem you Mm -hmm. know that he's not ready to hit this so that's why he doesn't have bat speed. But the difference is Nelson still has bat speed because yeah. that kid he hit the home run off, not the long one, but the other one that won the game the other day. Mm-hmm. He talked about how the guy, like, fooled him, blew it, and the guy was throwing 96 or 7, but he knew he was going to get that pitch again. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he basically speeded up and, you know, sped up and it's amazing. and hit it out. But, uh, yeah, I would have liked to see I think more than anyone, I would have liked to see him in the All-Star game. I mean, Eddie got, you know, short change because he got, you know, got don't hurt. sprain your ankle. What the heck can you do? I mean, it's not his fault. But, anyway, 53-30, and 30, pretty good. The TK doubleheader on the way.
Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952 925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. Tom Kelly is with us, and uh, we have selected the all-star teams, and I think you've told me a couple of times that's one of the worst jobs you ever had, being the all-star manager. It was fun when you got out there, but uh, having to go through the politics of the selection process wasn't great, uh, was it? 100% correct, Patrick. <laughs> it's, uh, boy, it's a constant. Uh, back in those days, uh it was American League, National yes. League, and, and you remember they had the offices in New York. Yes, they didn't. It wasn't a commissioner's office. It, I mean, there was a commissioner's office, but they were rival leagues. Correct, and it wasn't pretty. I mean, it, <laughs> uh, I was on the phone with uh, Dr. Brown, uh, I don't want to say every day, but pretty much, <laughs> uh, you know, three, four weeks uh, before the All-Star game. What about this guy? What about that guy? I mean, it, you had to sep- separate your time and and allow time to just to speak to Dr. Brown, and and he's the boss, so you know it's not like you say, "Well, I'm busy," you know. <laughs> uh, you know, something you had to do, and it was uh, tedious uh, at times. And uh, then there's then there's some give and take uh, with some things as well, so. You know, coaches picking coaches, yep. and and I re, I remember uh, the one time uh, Phyllis Marriage, as you you know Phyllis, the great Phyllis Marriage, one correct. of my favorites. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a, a long story to tell you. I, I <laughs> we don't have time for that one, but uh, um, but she called and said, "Listen about the coaches here." And I said, "Well, I want to take my guys." Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, then and now here we go. <laughs> you know, so uh, I don't know, uh, but they wanted Buck Showalter mm-hmm. to go, and and okay. Now here we go trading, and then I start trading players <laughs> just so Buck could go. You know, for some reason they wanted Buck there, but uh, uh, whatever. But it 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 became you know time consuming and and. And you were praying the phone wouldn't ring, you know, and they, oh, here we go again. You know, and so. you had fewer spots back then, Tom. I think it was 28, yeah. maybe. Now they have yeah. 32 plus. If the guy pitches on Sunday, yep. they just substitute him back in uh, when they, they didn't do that oh. when you managed. Yeah, it was, uh, that was a little bit of an issue, too, because, uh, you know, you end up calling uh, some managers and saying, uh, uh, is this guy going to pitch on on Sunday? 
And they would say, yes, he is. And I I said, well, then you're taking him out of the All-Star game. And, well, he's pitching. Oh, here we go. (laughs) You know, so now you have to call Dr. Brown and and say, well, he's going to pitch. And, you know, so it it became, uh, I don't want to say distracting, but it it was more to it than just write the names down. It it was a lot of stuff was was going on and, and, uh, um, you know, and, and and like anything else, if you have, I think you're correct with the 28. Uh, you could have had 35. Yeah, right. And if it's if the I don't know what the roster is now, but whatever it is, uh, you know, if it's 30 something, I think it's 32. But then they get all the substitutes too. Correct. So, you know, you could have 40. Yeah. And if it was 40, <laughs> you could have 45. You'd still you know, be in there's, trouble. There's a yeah. constant argument. Yeah. And with uh, having a player from each team really puts a, a, uh, another, throws another wrench into the mix when, you know, where you, you take a guy that probably shouldn't or maybe is not deserving as another and, and that guy gets left off. So, and then the injury thing comes up, and, and I think this is the case with uh, Rosario. I do too, yeah. Uh, this year with him being on the injured list uh, that hurts him you know I, it probably took him out yep. uh, so uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on and, and uh, when the game starts that's the fun part <laughs> uh, because you're in like a kid in a candy store with all these players that are very very talented and, and uh, you got them all in one place and, and uh, then you just hope that it gets lopsided so now you don't have to worry about the extra inning thing. Yep. And uh, so there's a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> going on, uh, and there's a lot of wishing and hoping that goes on. And, and uh, uh, you know, I remember the one year in Cincinnati. Well, you were there. Yes. Uh, and uh, what was it, 2-1? And yes. Steine, Steinbach got uh, both RBIs. Yep. And he had a homer and a double or something. And... Uh, and now you're holding on and saying, oh, boy. And I remember uh, uh, not pitching, uh, oh, the fellow from uh, uh, Detroit, uh, the guy from Atlanta. Who? Uh, oh, Doyle Alexander? Doyle. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and I, now, if they tie the game, now we have extra innings, and he's going to be the guy. Yes. And, um, boy, was he mad. He was mad. I said, Doyle, what, what would you like me to do? I said, you could pitch two, three innings. I said, if we have to play extras, you're the guy. You Here you go. And uh, he was hot. You know, he, so, he was still mad at you because you beat him the year before. Well, too. Be true, too, <laughs> he was unbeaten until the playoffs, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah, that was something. That's another story. But, uh, Again, uh, you know, having a guy get mad at you and all you're doing is the best you can, and, and yeah. uh, uh, well, that's the way it was. So, yeah. um, not that I lose sleep over that, but I, I remember it, boy, because he was upset. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I would like to have gotten him in. If he scored <laughs> a few more runs, he probably would have. But, but two to one, what are you supposed to do? TK, how do you put together when you're managing an All Star game? You know who the starters are going to be, but how do you put together a lineup? How do you decide who's going to lead off and who's going to end up being the ninth man in the lineup? Well, yeah, that's that's another chore. But, uh, <laughs> you don't want to offend that guy. You don't want to offend ninth. anybody, and you got so many good. You got good players <laughs> one through nine. Oh, there and pocket, and and you 
going, gee, which one should hit third, second, fourth? You know, <laughs> you go on and on. I re- Manny, I remember, uh, and this is probably awful, but I, I didn't take Cecil Fielder the one year. Oh, yeah. I took Knobloch, and, and oh, God, I, I took the heat for that one. Yep. But, but, you know, here you're leaving a guy off that can hit it over the stadiums. <laughs> and you're taking a little punch and Judy hitter, you know, knocking the ball around. You know, so <laughs> there, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that maybe people don't know, but uh, you end up taking some heat. But, you know, you take your own guy if you can. And, and uh, that was one of them negotiation things. That might have been in the Phyllis. Uh, marriage deal. <laughs> if you take Buck, you can you, you can take Knobloch too, maybe something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, if I took Buck, I could take Knobloch. <laughs> yeah, there was stuff going on. That, that might have been part of it. I wish I could remember every detail of it, but I remember there was stuff going on. But uh, uh, again, uh, Manny writing the lineup is, is you know, you can't be real wrong, you know. You, right. Whatever you do, is you know, how is anybody going to argue? But, uh, I, the way we we picked out the starting who would start the game, I just went with uh, whoever had the most wins going into the you know after the first half, and I, we took the big right hander from uh, Texas. Uh, he threw sort of three quarters. I can't remember. Yeah, what was that big lug's name? I yeah, can't. he could. You know, he was doing really good, and so he he started the game, and whoever had he might have had 11, 12 wins, whatever it was, and then we took the next number down, and he pitched second, and so on and so forth. But, uh, you know, that that part worked out easy because I, I had a good uh, excuse or reason to do it that way. You know, well, he had the most wins, you know, so I got away with that. <laughs> but uh, the lineup, you can't go too far wrong, you know, right in the lineup, uh, you know. So, it, it, you know, Wade Boggs hitting second or first, you know, well, you do what you, you know, you can't go too far wrong with that. Hey, Tom, uh, the uh, one thing about the Major League All-Star game, among the four major sports, it's still, even with all the pitching changes and all the middle-of-the-game substitutions, it's still the only All-Star game that can play the actual game. You know, hockey, they don't play any defense. They're playing three-on-three now. Uh, basketball, they never guard anybody. Uh, football, they can't tackle like they do. At least we get to watch a baseball game. That's true, and, and uh, you know, the players, they, they put the uniform on. And back in the day, and even probably now, they, they understand that uh, uh, American League and have a little pride in, in your league and beating the National League. And uh, what's the incentive now? To, to win the game is it I think home it's, field or any of that stuff? No, no, they took they that away. Field, took yeah. that away, but I think they're giving them a hunk of money now if they win or something. Yeah, like they're going to really need it. But <laughs> you, get, yeah. you get so many gifts when you're there. Yeah. You know, you need an extra suitcase. That's okay. Stuff off all the time and putting stuff in your locker and my goodness, it's just uh, overwhelming. Uh, and you can get caught up in all that, and, and uh, uh, you know it's uh, something that you worry about as a manager when them players come back from the All Star game. Are they going to have their heads in the clouds, or, or are they going to be ready to play? So it's uh, uh, it can well, one 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 difference too is they give them that extra day automatically now too. Yeah, so it's they don't you know, play till Friday. Like, uh, 
talk about days off, people not going to work this week. Well, that All-Star game, what's it, four or five days? Four now. Yeah, four. Yeah, so you get an extra day to get your head straight. All right. Hey, Tom, uh, so uh, snow comes up on Saturday and hits this moonshot. Oh, and then Nelson Cruz comes up and hits a ball where I don't think it's ever been hit in, hit in history. It was unbelievable. Correct. That's what everybody says. <laughs> there was a lot of comments about that ball that really. <laughs> Three decks up in the rattling around in the storage area. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, no people's comment. They've never seen one hit that far. But, uh, again, uh, uh, Patrick, I think, you know, and these guys are strong. We know Sano's so strong, and Cruz can hit the ball. We know this. But uh, the balls are really going. Oh, through. man, it's no unbelievable. Yeah, and even, I guess, the study's done you, down at AAA, you know, listening to uh, Mr. Bremer and uh, yesterday about the uh, AAA, they're using the same ball. Yeah. And uh, the numbers are way up. So it, that just doesn't happen overnight. I mean, uh, come on. So the balls have to be really uh, tainted. I don't know if tainted's right, but uh, they, they're really going further than they have in the past. You know, we used to be able to judge it by watching your outfielders in the beginning of the season mm-hmm. and watching them how they chase after a fly ball. And they start running across, and, and then all of a sudden they're making turns to go back, you know. So it, it's, you know, these these players are talented players and know how to go catch a fly ball, but when you start seeing them turning and, and going back more, you, you know the ball's going further than it has in the past. So did, uh, there's no question about it. Did you see any hope for Sano over the weekend? He did uh, stay on that pitch and hit it out the right center. I saw that the stat they showed the other day, half of his home runs are to right uh, center field. I wonder if he realizes that. What a concept, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, got, I used to get ridiculed for, for begging guys to hit the ball to the opposite field a little bit, you know, left center and yep. right center and depending on which Not the out. inside pitch, the outside pitch. Yeah, right? yeah, just go ahead and drive it on over. There's so many hits to be found now with oh. shifting. Uh, there was a couple this week uh, that uh, guys just, I think that Chow, is it? Yes. Chow? He just stroked one right over. Beautiful <laughs> swing. And, and there's been a couple right-hand hitters uh, take the ball the other way. Just And there's a, you know, you can't help to get a hit. So it's it's uh, Manny. Back in the day, we used to try to put ten hits on the board. Yeah. If we get ten hits and get two, three walks, that's thirteen. Somebody makes an error, fourteen. <laughs> you got fourteen men on base. Yep. And if you you're going to score four, you know, three, unless you really stink it up, where you're not knocking anybody in. But you you had a chance to score three, four, five for sure. And if you pitched halfway decent and caught it, that was a pretty good. Uh, uh, prescription for for winning a ball game. So, uh, you know, this was uh, sort of our goal. I remember hollering, like, "Come on, let's get ten ten hits on the board, and we'll go from there, and and see where we're at." You know, and and I think the guys would buy into it. And I used to holler at the uh, holler is not the right word, but uh, beg the uh, minor leaguers to think about putting as many hits on the board as we possibly can, because in the minor leagues. Uh, they'll end up throwing the ball around a little bit more than they would in the major leagues. But And you see people running around the bases all because you got men on and, and you forced the opposition into 
making some mistakes and putting the pressure on, you know, first to third and all this other stuff. But, uh, you know, that's you know, different now. The game's different. And, and, uh, but I, I still look at the box scores and see who gets 10 hits, uh, what team gets 10 hits, and see if they, they win or lose. I do look at that. Say, uh, Tom, uh, you know what I noticed this year, and I, I don't even know if the stats would bear me out, but they started really shifting on the left-handed hitters uh, three, four years ago, but it, they're shifting almost as much against the right-handed hitters now, which they didn't do nearly as much. Right. I mean, it's it's uh, that right. that surprises me how much they're shifting against uh, against right-handed hitters. And, and you know the, the the you know I think when uh, Jack Morris was doing the games uh, a week ago, whatever it was, uh, he. You know, he commented on some of the shifting uh, with the righties, and and was wondering why we were pitching some of the guys away uh, or in the outside part. But uh, and they just were, t- you know, there was a couple hits that went to the opposite field, and and uh, we get back to my theory about uh, getting as many hits as we can, and then we'll go from there. But the you know why aren't we pitching inside? Uh, because that's where we're playing. But uh, uh, again, you're correct in your assessments. Uh, I don't know how the players do it to keep. Uh, you gotta, they all got the cheat cards in their pockets. Yeah, something we had in high school, and, and we kept. <laughs> <laughs> he had a uh, 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 you know a little cheat sheet there with uh, uh, where to play everybody and and. Uh, you know, they're shifting on the righties as much as the lefties. There's no question. Uh, did you happen to see the college all the World Series where yeah. Michigan guys have these belts on with some kind of a computer yeah. on their yeah, bellies? What know. the hell is that? An iPad or something? They're I don't making know. a robot. <laughs> robot baseball. <laughs> Punch it in, see what it says, and go from there. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, uh the one that gets me is they look over at the bench for the signs and the oh, college. And, and that's why those games take so long. Uh, and uh, programming the catcher to look over to see what pitch to throw. And gee, I don't know if I could take that. I'd, I'd sort of sure let my catcher call the game and let him be in charge of that, and the pitcher decide what to throw and and go from there. But uh, I thought I was sort of rooting for a Michigan to. <laughs> To get it done, but uh, uh, the uh, Vanderbilts have too much talent. That kid that pitched for—I don't know—did you see the kid that pitched Tuesday? Whew, that rocker. They, they, uh, they, they now, and I think I told the story in the past, but my friends from uh, Concordia downtown St. Paul. Yes. The coaches—they—they're a lot of them. You know, McKenzie and the Butler, who's over at Egan now. Uh, and a couple others, and, and Jason Maxwell, who runs the Olympic, uh, what was he in the 12 to 14 year olds? He, he yes. won that last year, but Jason uh, played for us here in Minnesota. But he, uh, but they're all involved in this USA baseball, and they go to these uh, showcases or tryouts for these uh, USA teams, and and uh, they they tell me every year that the talent is getting better and better really and uh it's just amazing to watch them throw the baseball and hit and and whatnot the, their skill levels are really improving each year and it be they, you know they have to dissect these players and, and and formulate teams in the west 
central and, uh, and eastern part of the country, and and uh, and they're telling me that the Vanderbilt is getting all the players, really, in them all. They're the Duke of baseball. They're the huh? Duke of baseball. There's no question. They're huh? getting all the players, and they look at their their uh, profile sheets of all the players, and and. Uh, college to uh, to attend Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. Wow, they're just lining them up, mm. Vanderbilt. Wow, you know Oregon State. And, well, and these uh, schools are starting to get. And I, I wasn't surprised that Vanderbilt won because I know from what they've told me that the, the players are all going to uh, Vanderbilt. One be something over there down there in Nashville. One last question, uh, Pineda. You think he's starting to figure it out I a little like more? Him. I really do. I, you know, we talked a little bit the other night, Pat, about uh, he didn't look too spiffy fielding his position there on the, uh, that one ball. That yeah, I don't think ball. that'll be his strength. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that sort of bothered me a little bit. That wasn't pretty, but uh, I do think he's throwing the ball. We talked about it earlier uh, in the beginning of the season where. Let's not be too rough on this guy. Uh, he hasn't pitched in an awful long time, and and uh, we got to give him a chance to get going. And I do think he's throwing the ball pretty damn good. I, I mean, I wouldn't throw him away. That's for sure. He he looks uh, like he's got. You know, if he could just stay away from a couple of them hangers, he's thrown a couple of hangers. And nowadays, people don't miss them. They just don't miss the hangers. They they go and. Uh, uh, once you used to be you get a hanger and occasionally somebody pop it up but boy not too much anymore you hang one it, it seems to go so uh, uh, if he just hung a couple the other day that hurt him but for the most part he's throwing the ball pretty damn good I, I, I really like him hey Tom thanks a lot sir and have a good 4th of July yeah we'll look forward to that okay Manny, say to try to stay off all these shows. All we hear is, is Manny's with Manny's with my, my write that down stuff has gotten a lot better though, TK. I did really Maybe well on Friday. A little motivation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See you, TK. Thank you, sir. Tom Kelly, uh, Twins, uh, longtime manager, and uh, we have him on every other week with Tim Kirkjian, who will be coming up shortly. Tim Kirkjian's with us, ESPN and ESPN.com. Uh, we're talking to Tim on Monday, and they're doing a game in Pittsburgh tonight, and that might be my favorite ballpark of all the new ones. I love yeah, that ballpark. I, I still like Camden Yards the best because it's more of my home ballpark. Sure, right. And, I, it, and it's the one that got this new thing started, these right. retro ballparks. Uh, but Pittsburgh is my second favorite of all the new ones, it's spectacular, and and because the press box is up so unbelievably high, you do get a great view <laughs> yes. of the river and the bridge and everything else, and it's just so good. And I don't want to be corny about this, Pat, but you can walk to the ballpark from where we stay here, and it's great. And you walk over the Roberto Clemente Bridge oh, yeah. right into PNC Park, and there's something still really cool about that for me because he's one of the great players ever and this is one of the great baseball towns ever well uh years ago uh, my uh, son and i were out there we just went out for a twin series it might have been 06 and uh and not only did we stay at the William Penn and get to go to the ballpark, walk down to the ballpark, but they were having a furry convention at the William Penn's you know all the guys the people who dress up like animals 
And you get together, you know, dress up like dogs and cats and various things. And we had a curry furry convention. And when you, when you, you had to come back, I don't drink, but you had to come back and sit at the bar just to sit, be sitting next to a lion or some damn thing. It was, it was, it was outstanding. It was, uh, it was, uh, you know, and once in a while you'd say, uh, what is the motivation here? And they, they'd explain it to you. So unbelievable. You would have loved that. That it was uh, it was fantastic. Say, I uh, loved your conversation about uh, Cal Ripken Jr.'s basketball. Now, I didn't realize Jr. was a basketball nut who had uh, certain rules huh? and, and set up games. And uh, what what was that deal? How many years did he do that? Oh, every time he played, he wasn't about to let anybody in his gym who wasn't invited who might cause some trouble or undercut someone on the way to the basket. So everything was already set up at his gym. Oh, he played at his house? It was at his house or what? Oh, yeah, yeah. He had a gym in the backyard. It's the greatest setup ever. (laughs) So when you showed up there, let's say there were were, uh, six guys on a team, and you knew which team you were on. Six guys meaning you had a sub for each team. Okay. One of the subs always ran the clock and the scoreboard because you have to keep score. (laughs) So someone was in charge of that. But when you showed up, you knew which team you were on who you were guarding because he already set up everything. (laughs) Typically, the most prepared man on earth always prepared all the basketball games perfectly. And on the A-game night, which I actually played in once, the one story I told the other night, uh, everyone in there had either played big-time Division One or played <laughs> professionally, and every one of those guys was there to make Cal Ripken a better player, meaning he would learn stuff from them, and that's how he did everything. His thirst for knowledge was like no one I've ever seen. Show me how to do this. Show me how to do that. And then he'd go work on it, and he'd master it in two weeks. It was incredible. He had no interest in running a team, huh? I would have thought he would have probably had in, you know, the Orioles for sure and other teams probably would have uh, put him in charge if he wanted to be, huh? Yeah, and he will be someday, Pat. I'm Still. pretty certain about that. He has everything. He's a very orderly guy, as I just told you, and everything has to be done at the proper place and time. He never rushes into anything, but I'm convinced at some point he's going to have a vital role in a major league team in some form. I think he's going to be a part owner someday, something like that. And the Orioles would be, of course, the perfect place, but it's not the perfect time. Uh, you know, he, he loved his father, but it's hard to believe that senior and junior were that, uh, were that closely related. A little different personalities there. The, uh, uh, you know what I always was impressed with Cal senior was? He could smoke that cigarette down further than anybody I ever saw. There was like two ashes be removed from him and his lips when he was smoking that thing. Right, right. But here's the only story you need to know, Pat. His dad used to play soccer against younger guys, like 30 years younger. His dad was a great yeah. soccer player. 55, he'd play against 25-year-olds, played midfield, run the whole game. So a couple times he came home after a soccer game with his young son, Cal Jr., and, and Senior had a big blood blister under his big toe, and the pressure was really painful there. So he would take his son, Junior, down into the workroom down in the basement. He'd take out a power drill, and he would drill a little hole 
into his toenail. <laughs> the blood would come spurting out. It would relieve the pressure. And he looked at his son and went, ooh, that feels good. <laughs> and that's where it comes from. And that's yeah, how you beat Lou. And that's the upbringing that allows you to Lou beat Gehrig's Lou Gehrig's record, right? Right. You pull out a power drill and drill a hole in your toenail. <laughs> that's how you do it. All right. Hey, we're very upset here in Minnesota about only having two all-stars at the moment. Uh, Manny and I were talking earlier. The one guy we would have loved to see uh, starting uh, was uh, the DH, Nelson Cruz. I don't know if the world uh, has ever been allowed to give him proper attention for the numbers he's put up. Yeah, he has been, for a guy who's hit 40 more than once, and has been unbelievably productive wherever he's gone. I don't think anyone appreciates how many home runs that guy's hit in his career and for so many different teams. And yet he's not the only snub. Uh, Eddie Rosario, yeah. Max Kepler, C.J. Crone, Barrios, they all had a legitimate case to make the All-Star team. I was shocked that only tw- two twins made it. And again, this is what happens, Pat, as you know, when you got to take a guy from each team. You know, Vogelbach takes Cruz's spot and, and the way other things work. That's just the way it is. But uh, I was really surprised with the season the twins have had and so many productive players. They'll get more than two, but I was surprised they only had two to this point. Yeah, even though Rosario's hurt, I thought they might select him and then have him. You know, he's on the uh, on the injured list, but uh, it, he probably would be ready by the time the All Star game was played. But I, that did surprise me because that's two years in a row for him. You know that uh, right? That's really confusing, <laughs> but. Uh, They'll be well-represented, and they'd much rather have the wins than the All-Stars. I'm yeah, sure. We're up to 32, not accounting subs, we're up to 32 players now, too, right? I mean, it's uh, we we got a lot of players going to the All-Star game, but we, uh, you know, Tom Kelly was uh, talking about what he managed it, and he said, uh, you know, if you had 28, you needed 35, and if you had 50, you would have needed 55, you know, so because there's, a, you know, always going to be somebody who you thought should have been there who didn't make it. So uh, this, is, this is an old story, but uh, you're right about uh, the Twins. Uh, you know, I, I kind of, Tim, I kind of like the new voting system, though, because I think it puts a guy like Jorge Polanco more out in front of the public there instead of seeing him on a list of 14 to see him in that final three and the people take a closer look. Yeah, I totally agree. I thought the fans did a good job. And the way the voting was done, you, you can't just, you know, gratuitously stuff the box. It's a little bit more scientific. Yes. And it really recognized, you know, Cattell Marte and, Jorge Polanco and these other guys who really deserve to be starting in the All-Star game. Maybe they're not starting if we had the old rules in place, and I'm all in favor of whatever gets our fans more involved. I'm okay with that. They take a beating. They pay all that money. They should be a part of this because it's an exhibition game, and they, they did a really nice job with this. I have a dated, uh, I got a dated observation for you. Uh, you know who was missing from the baseball games in London? Wally Moon. That would have been good. We could have had we could have had a great big sixty uh, foot high fence and have someone hitting pop flies over him like Wally Moon in the L.A. Coliseum. Uh, yeah. It looked uh, what three eighty five to center, but I don't think that was the biggest problem, was it? It, it just uh, it was hot and the ball was carrying, huh? Yeah, hot ball carrying and just 
uncomfortable players, yes. uncomfortable pitchers at least. And it's, it's look, I'm all for this. I understand what they're trying to do, globalizing the game. It's all good. I'm glad they sent two really good, famous teams over there. But you know baseball players, Pat, like I do, have been around them for 45, maybe longer. And they, you know, they're creatures of habit. And you get them out of their element. You get them out of their routine. And some of them just aren't comfortable. And if you're not comfortable playing this game, it makes it even harder to play. No excuses here. But, yeah, a small ballpark, uh, strange dimensions, that, that throws things off. And, you know, four hours and 42 minutes that first game, I'm not sure what the Brits thought about our game when it was over. They thought it was cricket. It was 6-6. Six to six. <laughs> The first inning took an hour. It was it was cricket. It was a six-hour test match. They're used to those days. Except they take a break, you know, for like an hour and a half for lunch. You don't get to do that in baseball. But right, it's uh, right. it's. Uh, do you ever watch cricket? I don't know what the hell's going on. It's a, you Yeah, know, I, I have. My mother's British. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. So, and she famously told us at the dinner table in 1968 <laughs> that during the World Series, she said that a cricket bowler throws harder than any major league pitcher. And my dad, who worshiped my mother, my dad was a great baseball man, had a great feel for the game, and never stood up to my mom, looked at her in front of the boys, and said, Joy. No cricket bowler throws harder than Bob Gibson, okay? <laughs> the end of that. That's it's a fascinating a... game, cricket, but it, it bears very little resemblance to baseball. These uh, two wild card rate, you know, the fifth wild card, the second wild card, I wasn't for it, but uh, it's uh, when it came, but, uh, you know, it has worked out very well. And the National League is going to have one of the all-time brawls, aren't they? Yeah, it's going to be great. You look at that Central. We're doing two Central teams tonight, the Cubs and the Pirates. And the first and fifth place are separated by five and a half games. This is what you're looking for. There's no great team in that division. And there's no bad team in that division. And now suddenly with the, the events of the last month, a bunch of other teams are now back in that wild card race. And others have played themselves out of a division into a wild card and and can't pull away. So I think it's going to be a free-for-all. But what I'm gathering, Pat, from the people I talk to is, you know, some of our sabermetric people are saying, look, it doesn't do us any good to just win the wild card, play one game and get knocked out. In other words, we're not going to go trade the farm to, to, to make a wild card and then maybe win the game and then get killed by the Dodgers. It's almost like they've given up <laughs> some of these teams on beating the best teams. And instead of maybe taking the human approach, like, hey, maybe if we get in and punch somebody in the yep, nose, right. <laughs> things can turn around. That, that's my worry now about some of these teams. They're so analytical that they think, all right, you can't beat the Dodgers. You can't. And I'm saying you can do anything in baseball, especially when you get to October. Why are the Cubs not better? That's a great question, Pat. And I'm going to ask that question tonight because I don't understand it. Now, their bullpen's been an issue, but that seems to have been solved or will be solved by Craig Kimbrell. The, the rotation should have been great, but it hasn't been because Darvish is up and down. Even John Lester for a month and a half has been really average. And now Cole Hamels is hurt. So they've got some pitching issues that I didn't see coming out of their rotation. 
and they should have a great lineup. And it's not a great lineup on a routine basis. It's good. It's not great. So I'm confused by them. And I had somebody tell me the other day, who probably knew, he said, there's just not enough life in that clubhouse. It's huh. just not, not enough energy in there. And maybe, I'm guessing here, Pat, maybe they don't have you know, that David Ross-type leader who would get in people's faces, even as a backup catcher, and say, what are we doing here? Maybe that guy doesn't exist on their club right now, but that's what I'm going to try to get to the bottom of, at least to some degree, tonight. So uh, uh, Madden telling him to dress up in certain fashion and stuff like that, that's 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 worn, it's, uh, it's, it's run its course, uh, the way it looks. It, it probably has. They're still interested in, you know, rest over repetition. They're still interested oh. in getting their minds away from baseball, and I'm very much in favor of that, I think. I think we overdo it in baseball, but I, I, yeah, I think like anything else, that's run its course. And now these guys, they really got to get their act together because this National League is uh, changing every single day. I said uh, yesterday on Twitter that Rocco Baldelli is more concerned with getting baseball players off his feet than Rocky Marciano was in getting <laughs> fighters off their feet when he fought with them. <laughs> Rocco is this rest and relaxation. Cal Ripken Sr. wouldn't have gone for it. I can tell you that. Right, right. Well, he learned from Joe Madden. And, you know, I'm in favor to some degree that you can't show up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon for a 7 o'clock game and hit in four different times and groups <laughs> to get ready for the game. I'm not sure hitting off a coach throwing 65 miles an hour is doing you any good. But that's what our guys do today. They hit, they hit, they hit some more. So Rocco and Joe Madden and a bunch of other teams are saying, hey, back off. The game's too hard. It's too strenuous. Just take it easy. Show up to the ballpark and hit. And some guys, some guys are starting to look at it that way. Tim, thanks for your time, and have a good All-Star game, sir. Okay, Pat. Talk to you soon. All right. Uh, Tim Kirkchen, uh, the TK doubleheader. Tom Kelly, Tim Kirkchen. Uh We will be back Next week, and Manny Hill, there are uh, plans being put up, uh, put in, put out there, I don't know if it's official yet, of a live Ricey on Baseball podcast at 6 o'clock on uh, All-Star Game Night. Well, I will be all for that if that uh, actually a, comes into fruition. That's the way it looks. In the game, we would do it, and then the game would start at 7. We might have to uh, watch it in the uh, in the uh, uh, massive production room. There, yeah, so. I'd be all for that. It'd be, all that'd be fun. Right. All right. Hey, we'll be back uh, next week in some form. Uh, thanks for listening.